listening to the Rational Rage Network. Maestro. Yo, brothers ain't seen what I've seen in this game, son. Been in this game a long, long, long time. This is driving, though. Yo, 99. Filled with Israelites, Rastafarians, God bodies, FOI, Sunni Muslims, TO to Brooklyn, many nights in Bedshire, blazing trees out in Cali, with brothers from a frat, sipping Henny, mad friendly, got Toronto's rap title, Demaricitals, like Quincy Jones in 89, that's my idol, chicks from every nationality, showing hospitality, grabbing me, showing mad love in the club. Listen, check my rendition, perform for royalty and politicians, even done shows with the greatest MCs of all time, I was the one who used to say, I seen a lot of valleys, I seen a lot of peaks, I seen the bitter with the sweet victory and defeat, sometimes I felt, but a voice kept saying, son, stick to your vision, keep the composition, seen a lot of shame in the game, seen a lot of pain with the fame, seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life goes. I grab the microphone like a priest does a rosary. Jehovah be shining when clouds are over me. So I recollect, remember Kid Capri on BLS. Play my joint when I heard Protect Your Neck back in '92. But let's go back to '88. Flemington, Don Mills, and Eglinton making beats with S and Gel and them. Remember when you labels wasn't feeling me? Next year changed the scenery, gave birth to your energy. Throw a ice tea your public enemy. Much gave me love, you niggas had to envy me. Couldn't stand to see your brother shine. Player haters always working overtime. I seen a lot of valleys, I seen a lot of peaks, I seen the bitter with the sweet victory and defeat. Sometimes I felt, but a voice kept saying, son, stick to your vision, peep the composition. Seen a lot of shame in the game. Oh, seen a lot of pain with the face. You're listening to me, Chris Graham, since AM testy waters, I think. Uh, it's going to be a little bit interesting for people. It's definitely going to be something that's going to uh, cause people to think and, um, you know, hopefully have some strong feelings about one way or the other as well. Um, so the topic is basically about um, a prevalence that I have noticed in the Western world, um, specifically in places like uh, Britain, Germany, Australia, and Canada. Um, and growing in the United States, um, this this whole theory, this whole idea of making hate speech illegal. Um, I get why people have this thought. I get why this is something that people worry about. Um, you know, racism is awful. It's just, you know, it's pure ignorance. It's pure stupidity. You know, we've covered this. Um, in another show about what race really is and why, you know, all of this idea of, oh, I'm this race and you're that race and that means I'm better than you or you're better than me or I deserve more or whatever, doesn't make any sense. I mean, when you get down to it, race is basically just an anomaly of skin tone based on where your ancestors decided to live at a certain point. It really means nothing. Um, and I'll hold that line. <laughs> 
I know that there are people who will disagree with me on that too, but I'll hold that line. Um, it's the currently most accepted scientific thought, um, the idea of a, of a mitochondrial Eve. So, you know, that's where I sort of stand on it. Um, and so I think that racism in general is just stupid. It's just pure ignorance and idiocy. It doesn't make, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, <clears throat> but I'm going to say something a little bit controversial when I say that I support hate speech. Okay, now, before anyone decides to hang me, I want to clarify that I don't agree with hate speech. Um, I find it vile. I think it's disgusting. I think it's awful. But I think that it also serves a purpose, or it can serve a purpose, um, in an open democratic society. And so to explain where that comes from, I kind of want to tell you a story about my own life and um, uh, how reading hate speech actually helped me to better understand how bad hate speech is, um, and also to have a you know a stronger understanding about some of the terrible things that have happened in the history of the world. So I'm Canadian, right? I grew up here up in the north, and um, you know our education system is very much like the rest of the Western education system. I learned at an early age, um, often and intensely about the terrible things that the Nazis did in Germany. Uh, Hitler was, you know, that if you wanted to say someone was just the worst, you'd say you're Hitler, right? Even even today, we have this prevalence among, I would say, left-leaning people among SJWs to label every bad thing as, well, that's just like Hitler. Um, <laughs> I think it definitely gets overused considering what Hitler actually did and who he actually was, but say la vie to each their own. Um, but so, you know, we're taught in, in school here in Canada about, you know, Hitler and the Nazis and the Holocaust and all of the terrible things that happened there. Um, so I was, you know, I was brought up thinking and understanding how bad um, that particular regime in Germany was. Now, here's the thing, you know, my last name, you've come to know it, I'm sure it's AMBS. And that's a, that is a localized bastardization of a German word, Ampsis, which means ant, as in the insect ant, um, but which means that my family is German. How German is my family? Well, my, my Opa and Oma moved to Canada shortly after the Second World War. Um, I never knew my Oma. She died before I was born, but my Opa was uh, certainly a character. He was certainly one of those people who was, um, he was funny, he was charming. Uh, he was able to get people to like him quite easily, I think. Um, and one of the things that you came to notice about my Opa very quickly, if you spent any kind of time around him, particularly when he drank, uh, was that some of the things that were drilled into his head as a young man in Hitler youth um, had stuck. Um, in fact, you know, I have memories of him, you know, at a, I think it was Christmas, <laughs> literally at the Christmas table saying, uh, you know, the only thing wrong uh, with the war was that all the Jews weren't dead by the end of it. And that's a terrible thing to say. And obviously, you know, I'm not condoning things that my opa said when he was drunk. Um, I'm also not trying to drag the man because I know that the things that he went through were 
um, unquestionably cruel. And um, I don't know that anyone listening right now can really understand what it's like to be, you know, a, a young teenage person enrolled in Hitler youth for a number of years. But anyway, that's that's sort of the way that he was sometimes. And now my opa, he was he was not a stupid man. He was, you know, I mean, that's a stupid comment, right? That's a that's a completely ignorant thing to say. But he's not a, he, he wasn't a stupid man. He was a person who liked to read and he would often um, he would often have more. He would often have an opinion about something that you wouldn't expect some old German guy who lived in the bush to have. Um, he studied things and he liked to be able to have a conversation with anyone about anything at any time. I think that that's maybe where I get that from. Um, but I mean, regardless of his, his crazier outbursts, he influenced me as a kid. I mean, obviously he's my, he's my grandpa, right? He was my opa. I never, I never called him grandpa. I had a grandpa on my mom's side, but, uh, you know, my dad's dad was my opa. Um, more than once in a conversation and now this is a thing where like you know you may be thinking oh like this is a whole family full of no it's not the the entire family used to argue with opa about about these very problems right and he but he was very much you know a, a product of his time and on more than one occasion he would argue with me i mean respectfully by the way not don't don't get the don't get the impression that he was you know yelling at me or being mean when I say argue, but, you know, he would argue with me that uh, Hitler wasn't as bad as people said that he was, um, that he actually was, you know, quite a brilliant leader um, and that, you know, we needed more people like Hitler to be leaders for us. And for me, you know, as a child growing up in the, you know, 90s in Canada, uh, that just sat wrong with my in my head, of course. I mean, every video game bad guy I had ever killed was a Nazi. <laughs> you know, um, the bad guys in every crappy B movie are the Nazis. Uh, even a lot of the crappy A movies, the bad guys are the Nazis. I mean, there's no good in that regime. Um, but my opa insisted that, you know, there was good things about about Hitler and that he was actually quite brilliant. Now, I don't want to give anyone the impression that I, I really started to believe this because it always sat in my head wrong as, you know, this, that's not right, Opa. That's not how things really are. Um, you know, but he, he told me and he taught me the importance of learning things for myself and not just hearing and intaking what I was taught in school. In fact, I mean, you know, my opa is a good example of why you shouldn't just listen to what the authorities tell you. Um, you know, and that may be a harsh criticism of, of, you know, the Canadian or American or Western um, education systems. They are not, of course, um, terribly equal to Hitler youth. And yet, I think it is important uh, for people to go out and learn for themselves uh, rather than just listening to what their teachers tell them is true. Um, but because, you know, this man who, my opa, again, he was an intelligent person. He could always have a conversation with you about just about anything. Um, and as long as he wasn't drinking, he was actually, you know, quite enjoyable to, to have a conversation with. Um, 
but so I thought, okay, well, maybe there's a sliver of, of truth here. Maybe, you know, maybe there's something to this. I really believed that, you know, I mean, we're talking about me at 11 and 12 years old, you know, very much still just a kid. But I thought, well, maybe there's something to that. I know, I, you know, I never, I never at any point in my life thought, well, maybe Hitler was okay, or maybe the Nazis weren't so bad. But I thought that maybe there was something to what my opal was saying. Um, and so I decided that I, I needed to find out the truth on my own about Hitler and the Nazis and exactly, you know, how right or how wrong my opal was about this particular subject. And so I signed out a copy from the library of Mein Kampf and I started reading. Mein Kampf, of course, is an autobiography um, that Hitler wrote in 1925, shortly before uh, he really came to power. Um, so it's written by Hitler and it's about Hitler and about his life and about um, his goals for Germany that he had in 1925. Um, and reading this book is exactly why I support hate speech. <laughs> because I will tell you, and this is this is accurate, nothing that I was ever taught in school, none of the historical records and none of the, well, this happened and then this happened and then this happened, even about things as terrible of, as the Holocaust, none of these things um, were more succinct um, in their conviction to me that Hitler was a rambling faux intellectual asshole uh, than his own words. His own words um, are rambling, nonsensical, hateful, um, and stupid. I mean, frankly, just very, very unintelligent. Um, you know, almost, <laughs> almost silly. At certain times, as you're reading the book, you think, "Man, this this guy really believes some of this stuff." It's, it just comes off as being completely stupid. But that's why I think it's important that we have things like hate speech and why we allow it to be there. Um, now, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, but I, I personally believe that the best way to fight hate speech is not to have less speech. It's to have more speech and to allow intelligent speech to shout down the hate speech whenever it comes up. I think that that's important because if I didn't have the opportunity to read Mein Kampf, I probably always would have had the opinion, you know, kept the opinion, kept the the understanding that Hitler was a bad guy. And yet I wonder if there might have been a part of me somewhere in my brain that wondered, well, I want, well, maybe Opa was a little right. Maybe there was something. Maybe, maybe Hitler really was brilliant, but he was also cruel. And maybe if he just wasn't as bad as he was, maybe he could have been a good leader. And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but reading Mein Kampf, reading the actual words of Adolf Hitler, um, made it quite clear to me that this was an insane, idiotic, uh, despotic jackass who, you know, we need to do everything we can to completely stay away from as a society. I'm not suggesting that all people deserve all access to all forums. You know, Facebook is going to censor certain people for saying certain things, and I think that that's that's probably okay. Uh, Twitter is going to censor certain people for certain subjects, and I think that that's probably okay. I 
I wonder a little bit um, if social media hasn't become the public forum. And if it has, I wonder if Western democracies owe it to the people to either replace it or to force rules uh, based on the public forum. Um, for instance, it's okay, you are allowed to say hateful things um, in most Western democracies. Um, you're not, you know, it, it, that basically just covers you from being charged by the government for saying extremely ignorant and stupid things. You're allowed to, you're allowed to be a KKK member, um, you know, well, not a KKK member, but you're allowed to um, believe in white supremacy and say that you believe in white supremacy. Um, I don't know why anyone would. <laughs> Again, I've covered this, you know, we're all the same race. Treating anyone with any different kind of skin than your own is <sighs> the height of stupidity, in my personal opinion. But I think it's important that um, people with hateful and stupid ideologies are allowed to speak and are allowed to uh, share their thoughts because I believe that it is a strongly convincing factor for many people to be able to hear the stupid, ignorant thoughts and ideas of, of stupid and ignorant people. I think that it helps to convince people the other way. I think that it helps to convince people of how stupid they are. If you ever want to, if you're ever wondering just how stupid members of the KKK are, listen to some of the things that they have said. They are intensely stupid individuals. I'm sorry if that offends you. If you're somewhere listening and you're a KKK member, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, but I think that it is important that speech is protected. And the reason why is because, again, I think that it's a, <coughs> it can be something that can help to convince um, to the other direction. But also I think that there's a part of me that wonders how far do hate speech laws go and how long before we're not allowed to criticize anyone for any reason at all. Um, you know, already people try to tell us, well, you can't, you can't have any kind of hateful speech about race. Um, and while I understand the principle of that, obviously we've covered, I don't need to cover it again, my own personal thoughts on race. Um, it's not just that. It becomes, well, you can't, you can't criticize anyone on their race, on their sexuality, on their um, ethnicity, on their um, this and that and another thing and a hundred different kinds of things. And my, my problem with hate speech laws is where do you draw the line? It used to be that you were allowed to make jokes about things because it was sort of understood that you were joking. Um, you know, at one point Eminem, you know, rapped about how much he wanted to murder his mom. <laughs> it wasn't considered, you know, it wasn't really considered a legal thing. I mean, I guess there was a there was a lawsuit or whatever, but nobody was clamoring to say that, you know, Eminem should be deleted from all everything and should never be heard again. Or I mean, if there were, they were resoundly shouted down by the majority. But now there there are people in the musical sphere. There are people in the sphere of, you know, 
public ideas who are saying that people who believe things that are different than them should be completely shouted down. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, for instance, in America, recently um, suggested that everyone who voted for Trump, all 74 million of them, I'll, you know, I'll remind you, should be put on a list somewhere so that they can be, quote, kept track of. <laughs> and if you don't understand exactly how dangerous that is, my suggestion would be to read about the slow and steady progress of the Nazis in eliminating the, the, the Jewish people from uh, German society before they became truly violent. <clears throat> it was largely a system of these are lesser people. They are not the same as us. They don't want the same thing and therefore they must, they cannot be trusted and they must be hated. That scares me a little bit about Western democracy. It truly does. Um, but I will continue to um, I will continue to fight um, in my own personal way for freedom of speech and for the ability for people to say things even when they are not um, nice or kind or good because I like being able to counter those people. And I like being able to have that conversation with people. And I think that pushing those conversations further and further into the darkness um, only allows those people who thrive in the darkness to grow. Um, whereas if you shine a light into it, if you're able to have an intelligent discussion with one of these people, I believe that you will always be able, if you're intelligent enough, to um, to shout them down and to quiet them and to take away their power in the darkness. Um, only light can drive out darkness, to paraphrase uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Anyway, that's the show for this week. Um, thank you for listening to me ramble on a little bit about my own personal family. Um, but also, hopefully, as you're, li as you're listening to this, you've, you've been able to take something from it and understand a little bit more why. Um, my own personal opinion on speech is that um, the best way to fight free speech, the best way to fight hate speech is with more speech, not less speech, not controlled speech, um, but more speech. Let somebody say all of these stupid, ignorant, idiotic things they can possibly say in the public forum. And if you are smart enough, you should be able to shout them down in that same public forum. Um, I don't expect that. I don't expect that anyone from Facebook or Twitter is listening to this. <laughs> but if you are, um, you know, take the advice of a of a kid, you know, of a kid who at one point wondered a little bit about exactly how bad Hitler was and a kid who was ultimately convinced completely by the very words of Adolf Hitler himself thanks again for listening uh, please uh, you know like us if you're if you're listening on something that allows you to do that give us five stars or two thumbs up or whatever it is that you know you're listening to allows you to do um, listen to everything on the rational rage network it's all top quality audio i'm proud of those guys proud to be working with them 
Um, have a listen to everything from the PWC, Pro Wrestling Coalition. Uh, just yesterday, myself and uh, uh, Jeff Littman did a review of SmackDown. It was great. Uh, always good talking to him. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, have a good one. We'll see you when we see you. Rational Rage Network.